Hello, beautiful souls. I'm your host, Nicole Neshi, and welcome to the Intuition Age. My intention for this podcast is to cultivate a sacred space where we can collectively evolve into higher states of conscious and self-awareness. I believe that the sustenance and purpose of our being is already located within the depths of our souls. We just have to rediscover and realign with it. It's time to go inward to find all the answers, clarity, and knowledge we seek. So let's journey within. Welcome back, twins. This is part two of two of the Twin Flame Journey series. There is something so prevalent about our attachment to this romanticized notion of experiencing the ultimate multidimensional soul relationship that I felt guided to expand the Twin Flame conversation even further. After recording part one, which you can tune into in the last episode, I encountered major heart chakra activation. I truly allowed myself to be receptive to universal love and really found center within the chakra which then ignited me to have incredibly profound astral visitations from my twin flame. Some encounters a little too sexy to share, but also such deep soul information about my personal ascension process as well. And I think this conversation on twin flames expands far beyond this electric soul connection And instead, it really induces clarity on our own personal ascension process and the vast modalities that will get us there. So I have invited back the lovely heart-centered activation and ascension guide, Catherine Whaler, to the show. Our purpose with this Twin Flame series was to use the collective higher vibrational energy to really magnify the power of unconditional love and then infuse it energetically into the projected realities of all of you. So without further ado, here is part two. Okay, Catherine, welcome back to the Intuition Age. I'm so excited to do Twin Flames part two with you today. Yes, the same. Thank you for having me back. You're honestly the first guest to come back. So I think we're both doing something right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a freaking honor. Maybe we'll do a part three, part four. But (laughs) after our first conversation, (laughs) yeah, a weekly twin flames update. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like after our first conversation, I felt like it was a good like interlude and introduction into what twin flames were, but there was definitely a lot that we didn't cover. And I know, like I told this, I told this to you privately, but you are so, so heart centered. And Mm -hmm. I felt like my heart was literally expanding after our conversation. And as an earth sign and earth dominant chart, damn, that's something that I don't experience often. (laughs) And I felt just so attuned to like all the emotions within me and around me. And I started having like astral projections and twin flame visitations and all, all that fun stuff. So now yeah, literally one day in bed, I just got that message. Like you were saying where it was like, what was it like twin flame activated or ready or what was it again? 
The one that I got? Yeah, when you were ready to like embark on your twin flame journey. Oh, um, well, the one that I or got- like unions ready. Or yes. Yes. They said, um, what did they say? It was very specific. The message too. I had never heard that mm-hmm. message before. And they said, um, union is here and then something else about union, but yeah, it was like union is here. Yeah. Well, I was like lying in bed the past few weeks, just hearing like union is ready oh. or union is here. So I'm like, either oh, I'm like hallucinating God. this or like- it is That's happening. Amazing. I love that. So do you feel like you have a twin flame then? I guess, I guess so. so I've met them in previous past lives, mm. but I don't know. And this is super egotistic. I don't know if I met them in this earthly plane yet. I don't know if I yeah. will meet them. There is someone that I met that brings up these like strong emotions and magnetism in me that I haven't felt with anyone else, but I don't know if that's ego me thinking or just like you know relationships are so difficult right yeah (laughs) and in our age to be honest I feel like yeah relationships are just like a little hard to like debunk and deconstruct so I don't want to like jump to conclusions but yeah maybe we could talk about people who are kind of experiencing similar things where they've met someone and they don't know if this is actually like a twin flame union or if it's a false twin flame what are your thoughts on that Oh my gosh, such great questions. Um, So first I want to start with the idea of the false twin flame because then it'll make more sense when I talk about like the true twin flame. So false twin flame is this term that goes around that I actually think is kind of dangerous because it sort of tricks you. It kind of conjures up this idea of trickery, you know, like someone trying to pretend to be a twin flame or like you being wrong about your twin flame. And I really don't see false, quote unquote, false twin flames as false twin flames. I see them more as karmic partners. And I don't mean karmic in like a negative sense, although sometimes it can be a toxic relationship. Sometimes it's not, just depends on the person. But what actually happens, and I've been shown this too in visions and in my dreams from my guides is that basically the people that you're attracted to prior to meeting your twin flame carry a very similar frequency um, or maybe look physically similar. Like my first boyfriend who I thought, you know, I was going to marry and everything. It's interesting because sometimes even in my dreams, my twin flame will show up with his face, but I know it's my twin. Like I know it's him, but like he looks like my ex-boyfriend And it's really strange because it, to me, it just shows like, okay, like this is a more ego projection of it, you know? Um, Because I've had so many um, past life memories and and been proven in regression. Uh, What's the right word for it? Like where the soul of my ex went and like where the soul of my twin flame was. And like, even they were in a life together in like the twenties and thirties. And so, yeah. So I know that they're not one in the same and, and they are very, like, this is the thing on the surface. They're very similar, right? Like similar backgrounds, similar, even occupations and everything. But then once you get to know them, they're very different. And that was, and that's really the true authentic self, um, the soul self, the higher self versus the ego self, right? So versus like our human veneer. So a lot of times twins can actually date people or be interested in people, or even um, a lot of times I see it through TV, um, and movies 
or like actors that people are attracted to that then they meet their twin and they're like, oh my God, they look exactly like them, (laughs) you know? And it was like your soul kind of preparing you. So that's really what the false, the quote unquote false twin is, is it's not that they're a false twin. It's not that they're trying to trick you. And I don't even subscribe to all of that stuff about the karmic putting like fucking spells over the twins or things like that. I think we're all souls on our own soul's journey. And, you know, the twin flame, as we talked about in the last episode, is such a sacred journey. And, you know, part of that is meeting these other people, right? Having these other soul contracts. Um, But it's up for us as, you know, in this life to recognize what is, you know, true, what is a true twin and what is someone that maybe has similarities to our twin that really just has been kind of guiding us towards our twin the entire time. Um, so there's that, but then also okay, just to jump in. That's I know so I'm like funny that you say that. Literally, you. <laughs> like everyone I've been romantically involved. I'm I'm, I'm putting it in nice terms. Romantically mm-hmm. involved with has like like my friends joke that they all look the same. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's so common for twin flames. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So my twin. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to get too personal because now we're having just like girl talk. We're just having girl talk, but, um, I'll tell you afterwards on the the after show. (laughs) That's just us. (laughs) Um, but yeah, but even like for me, all of my like, you know, celebrity crushes and stuff, like it's been very specific, my type, like, I mean, extremely specific. Um, and so, and my twin very much like is very quite similar to those, Um, and even one of them I was introduced to right before I met my twin and my twin even said that they identified with that character the most (laughs) out of every, because I like to play this game with people. Of course. I ask them like, okay, so what character in, you know, the character universe do you think you are? And then what's like your crush, you know, like what's your character like your perfect person in the character universe and theirs was theirs was that character (laughs) that I really 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 loved (laughs) I was like well that's not awkward at all but um thankfully it's a character a lot of people love but yeah so there's definitely that connection there where it's like kind of this this through line or even just personality wise too you know not even just looks wise but personality wise Um, Or that you might be attracted to people that look like them in past lives, you know, like I've Mm -hmm. found myself attracted to to men who look like my twin in past lives that I've seen. So there's also that too, and that thread and connection. Um, I forgot the second question already (laughs) that I was going to. Honestly, same with me. I'm wondering (laughs) right now. I'm wondering. I think it's still like the Pisces moon energy that happened last week. That's like, so like with my mind. Oh my god, it's so funny. So Mars is going retrograde tomorrow until like November. Yeah. Yes, and my roommate, has, she has a Mars in Aries, and so she's like, "All right, who can I get into it with today while I still have the steam?" And I was dying. So yeah, planets most definitely have that influence. influence. Why does our ego project these false twins in our reality then? Yeah, you know what? It it, honestly, it's part of the mission. Like it's part of the sacred relationships. And, you know, again, it's, it's really tapping into for that person, right? For that specific twin, 
is this person who's not my twin in my same like soul frequency, right? And and sometimes, yes, like sometimes the karmics are nice people and they have, you know, no issue not to be with them, right? Except that they're not the twin. And then sometimes they're not nice people <laughs> and they have their own, um, you know, karmic stuff to work through. But it's called a karmic because we all have karmic relationships, um, the only people who may have less are like four ones in human design, <laughs> which is like the bonus life in human design where you're technically not supposed to have karma, but <clears throat> I've talked to four ones and they don't feel that way. <laughs> so I'm like, well, in theory, you're not supposed to. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it's like karmics really just because everyone's a soulmate, everyone we meet in life, like there are no accidents, you know, like we've met before. I like, I know that for sure you know, because we've lived so many lives and especially old souls too tend to like travel in these little soul pods because we're still learning the lessons and we're still helping like the earth grow together and humanity together. So it's more so that every single person on planet earth has these karmic connections and has these contracts with souls to help them grow and to help them learn. And for the twins, it's more so that you know, they also have this sacred relationship with the twin, right? Which is the the bond of unconditional love and that same soul frequency that we talked about last episode. So it's less so that like their ego is conjuring them up and more so that the soul desires growth. And sometimes the growth to be with the twin, right? To be quote unquote in union, excuse me, from our three-dimensional perspective with the twin happens through the karmic right? Sometimes the twins meet through the karmic and that has like, that's one of my, you know, things. Um, like I needed to know someone to know them, you know? So what is the karmic exactly? So the karmic is the non-twin. So that's like Mm -hmm. kind of what people equate to the false twin, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times, a lot of times what happens is that like one twin will be in a relationship or sometimes the karmic is not even a person. Sometimes it's a job. Sometimes it's a non-romantic partner, like a family member. The karmic could even just be their own, you know, personal hangups, right? It's just like a karmic situation. Mm. So it's not necessarily that we need to like vilify the other person that they're with, right? As like the negative karmic partner. Like the barrier, yeah. Right, the barrier, whatever, to like quote unquote union, right? But you're always in union. So you see how this kind of goes around in a circle. But yeah, but it's more so that just we choose as humans, not only just as twins, but we choose as humans to reincarnate and to live things out with these specific souls. But the, the difference is, is that the soul never wants to be abused and the soul always wants to find its soul family. So that's where the twin comes in, where it's like, a lot of times with the karmic, it is an abusive partnership or it is an unhealthy, toxic relationship because they're just not supposed to be together. You know, the, the twins are, but maybe that's this lifetime. Maybe that's next lifetime. Who knows? Right. But they're still learning lessons with their karmic partners. So they're integral to the twin flame path. Wow. <laughs> that was, so, that was a lot. <laughs> As you were speaking, I was just like trying to like imagine all my karmic relationships and just like jobs, just any type of like karmic experience. Yeah. And there are quite a lot. And I was just kind of like questioning whether just like in my mind as you were speaking, 
whether those karmic experiences and those karmic relationships were based on my personal project, like projected frequency at that time. Like, is that how they arise or yeah, are they well, already set in stone when like our soul makes a contract to come to her? So it's both. Um, that's such a great question. That's such a good question. That's one of the best questions I've ever been asked. Like, I just want to like give you a gold star because <laughs> that's so good. But yeah, honestly, you know, Yes, we have certain destined things in life that we're meant to do, or like meeting your twin, for instance, right? Um, that you're meant to do, you're meant to be in a certain place at a certain time that are basically like our blueprint. They're already mapped out. Um, and, you know, soul contracts are one of those things. Um, but again, remember, it's always for the growth. <clears throat> so as you raise your vibration, as you raise your frequency, right, which is why people a lot of times meet their twin when they're at that higher frequency or they're at that higher vibration, right? Or they meet their twin and then their twin accelerates that in them that they have to get to that level. Um, so, so what happens is, you know, and I talk about this with my clients all the time, like the soul never wants to suffer. Like we're here to create heaven on earth. We are here to have fun. Earth is supposed to be our playground. And we've just like royally fucked that up <laughs> as a species um, because we just haven't learned our uh, humanity wide, our collective karmic lessons. So we're each learning it individually. So if you are in a relationship or you're in, you know, for me personally, it was literally karma. So with my car, <laughs> I would have like, it would like break down all the time. Like it was all the stuff with my cars until I finally was in my worth and I got a car that doesn't do that. Right. So, and raising your worth has to do with raising your frequency, raising your vibration. So it's more so that like, we only go through these relationships until we learn the lesson. And then once you learn the lesson, the soul is ready to be freed. And a lot of times the lesson is literally that this person can't have dominion over you. This person cannot, um, you know, dominate you and that you no longer are going to like roll over and take it. Like a lot of times that is the lesson for you to stand up for yourself and say, I'm no longer going to take it. I'm going to move out of that and cut that person out of my life or get out of that toxic situation. Um, and that's, you know, that is the contract. So these karmic contracts, these karmic people come to teach us those lessons. But then especially, you know, the people who are listening to this podcast, I'm sure are like old soul empaths, right? And I know my community is for sure. And so for you who are listening, like get out of that relationship, <laughs> you know, like get out of that work situation. Like you're not there to suffer. You're not there to have to like take all the slings and arrows of it. You're there to learn the lesson and then get the fuck out. <laughs> so when your frequency then elevates to a point where you kind of like out, not outgrow, but like you yeah. vibrate higher than your job, your karmic relationships, your friendships. Can you ever out frequency? I don't even know if that's a term, but like out frequency mm -hmm. your twin flame. Cause like, not, what if you keep elevating, yeah. but like, they're just like, they remain stagnant, especially like, like in this projected lifetime. Such a good question. Another great question. Yeah. And, and that's where the ego comes in, right? Because your soul frequency will never out frequency your twin. But that's where vibration comes in because vibration is what creates frequency. So if you, let's, 
I'm trying to think of how I can put this in human words because um, <laughs> I see it so clearly in my, my like 23rd dimensional mind. Um, we so speak light language here too. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, um, that explained it right there, actually. Um, and they were like, this is what it is and everyone will understand it. No, they won't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really, it really is that. So the vibration creates the frequency. So your, so your frequency is always there, right? Like we have this soul frequency that we're born with. It's our blueprint. It's our soul. Then there's also the ego, right? So you can kind of think about that, like the human form, right? And we're not villainizing ego. We're just saying that ego is like what keeps us protected. Ego is what keeps us safe. It's our personality in this lifetime, right? It's not like necessarily our authentic, true soul self, right? Which is when we get with our twin, we are our authentic, true soul self, um, ideally completely, um, that's everybody. That is what union is, is when you get to that place and you're in that place together. But what happens is like people, when people slough things off. So when people heal and clear blocks or they go through transitions in life that like we were saying before, let go of those karmic relationships or let go of those karmic partners, then you're creating a higher vibrational, um, alignment so what's happening is you're literally expanding the vibration of your, your light body and that you're um, able to reach further destinations, right? So it just expands further and further, which is why people like, you know, Gabby Bernstein, for instance, who have a very high vibrational frequency, have done amazing things, have written books, have touched a lot of lives, because literally as your vibration grows, as you become lighter, as you get more into your light body, you're able to touch more lives, you're able to help more people. So when it comes to the twin flame relationship, that's where what we were talking about last week comes in so much, because if your twin's vibration is not at that level yet, their soul frequency will be. So you can meet them in like, you know, the 5D plus um, in dream space and in astral traveling and all that good stuff, meditation. Um, but you may not be able to meet them on that three-dimensional level because it's too dense. They're not able to sort of see through the veil as it were, if even if you are. But the twins work together. So versus like a regular soul contract, twins directly influence each other and directly mirror each other. So if you are doing your soul work and your vibration is raising and therefore your frequency is becoming even more clear, it's like kind of turning into a radio dial. It's like you hear that static at first, that's kind of like the ego. And then as soon as it's like, it's like, and then like I use the same analogy point. when I try to explain frequency to people. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then when you get to that point where you finally tune into the radio station, that's your soul frequency. So that's what the twins are doing. And that's, that's why I always say to like, my experience is going to be so different than someone else's because I have a different frequency, you know, like my soul is vibrating at a different level and my twin soul is vibrating at a different level than somebody else who's a twin relationship. So your frequencies will always match. Your vibrations won't, if that makes sense. So let's talk about the electromagnetic of it. So we obviously have kind of like energetic cords with every single person, every single thing that we interact with. Is it okay at any point to start cutting electric cords with your twin? 
like kind of like the same way that you do with like karmic partners or just like past like abusive relationships? Like, can you cut cords with your twin? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what you're being asked to do too, is, you know, like I said, in one of our past lives, I know I killed my twin. I didn't mean to, (laughs) it was an accident, but it still happened. Right. So that was a karmic cord that I needed to cut in this life, which I did in my past life regression. Like I asked for forgiveness. I apologize. (laughs) You know, I was, and I was, I was holding it myself. Like as soon as I did that, I raised higher, you know what I mean? So um, so yeah, definitely. And, you know, even when I take people, cause I do a cord cutting ceremony in my sessions and with every single person, not just your twin, cause you're literally connected to everyone because we're all connected to source. So I, I visualize it like, um, this ratty, like red, brown, you know, cord that's like gross and fraying and moldy and all this gross stuff. And then there's a cord that's just pure light. And so you cut the ratty cords and you leave the cord of light. Because I feel like there's this big misconception just about cutting cords with like people that you've had or will have kind of like (laughs) intense relationships with. And like, there's something like, I don't know, just from a human perspective, it's obviously very hard to like let go. Yes. So it's, I guess, like reassuring for a lot of people to know too, that like, these are just kind of like the weeds, like that light energy, that energetic cord is still there, still connecting you to. So you don't necessarily need to be like attached to cords that just have trauma linked to them, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's just going to slow you down. And it's, and if, if union, you know, physical union in this lifetime is your goal, like that's the number one thing that's going to hold you back, you know? And, and like I said, it's that way with every relationship, like, you know, you could have like a sexual assailant or something as serious as that. And you still have that light cord between you, right? Because we have that with every single person. And so where you find real healing is letting go of the ratty cord and allowing the light cord to exist and seeing that we're all just projections and we're all reflections of each other, that we don't just exist in this one like sovereign body and that's it. That's an illusion. So I want to ask from a very like human perspective, and I'm sure a lot of us 3D humans, <laughs> well, you know, I don't <laughs> think anyone is like that dense. Like I think to some point we all kind yeah, of exist in these higher yeah. dimensions. Yeah. But from yeah. our more three-dimensional self perspective, perspective. this projected yeah. reality, mm-hmm. how do you kind of let go and detach from a twin that you just can't, for whatever reason, be in union with on this physical plane? Yeah, I think it really goes back to what we were talking about last episode, where it's like you do your own work, you focus on your own stuff, you know, because like I was saying a few minutes ago, you are directly influencing your twin. So if that's your desire for your twin to raise their vibration and get back into their soul frequency, their authentic self, then you got to do your part of it. (laughs) You know, you have to, you have to really lean into, and that's part of the lesson. Like the people who are twin flames are here to learn that lesson, right? That lesson of unconditional love, no matter what, like, even if, you know, they've hurt you, even if they've abandoned you or whatever, like, again, that's all just illusion. And they're helping teach you that, yeah, you stand up for yourself and you stand in your worth and say, that's not okay. I'm not going to be abandoned. I'm not going to be hurt. But on the soul level, on that higher dimensional level, you can forgive them and you can love them from afar. Um, And you can just continue to light up the world 
with yourself because every single twin individually too has a mission. So when you focus on your mission, when you focus on this is what I'm here to do, this is how I'm here to change the world, then your twin comes into their own too. And you just have to trust in the divine timing of that, of it's all happening the way it's supposed to happen and you can't rush their process. They can't rush yours. Maybe it's this lifetime, maybe it's next lifetime, but it's all happening and it will eventually come together. That I've, that I've been shown is that you're always united. You're always in union. It's just, again, coming at it from that three-dimensional perspective, which also can kind of take time. Like some people have been really hurt by their twin flames, you know? Um, and again, that's, that's all ego, that hurt, but they, you know, have to do a lot of work to forgive them and to let go of that and to still have that cord of unconditional love. Oh, that was such a good answer. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> just like so sweet and just like so wholesome. And I do think maybe in the more like divine astral plane, we do sometimes intervene, especially with like helping raising like the frequencies of our twin, twin and making sure that like we're in oh, union yeah. and they're still like on their mission and on their path. But I think from a very like physical three-dimensional like biological level sometimes it's better to step back just so that they could like attune themselves to like their true path as well yeah absolutely and you know separation is a blessing Mm -hmm. like I'm we kind of talked about this last time too but I was talking about um I was talking to Shannon who you had on your Mm -hmm. show one of my star sisters about this and I was because she's a twin also and I was saying you know it's it's not a bad thing to be in separation Mm -hmm. Like, again, that's what your soul desired. It's all happening in divine timing. And you can just trust that. Like, if you are in alignment individually and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing individually, like, just trust it, you know? Um, And yeah, I mean, I just think, I think that there's such empowerment in being a twin who doesn't necessarily, like, have that same karmic connection to their mm-hmm. twin. You know what I mean? Like who ha- who doesn't have that pining and that longing, but just to be like, yeah, like I love them. I unconditionally love them. And I also am doing my own thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And like, it's, it's all good. Okay. I want your perspective on something. So yeah, yeah. after our conversation, literally like our first conversation, I mean, yeah. maybe like a day or two after I had a dream, which wasn't a dream because I woke up exhausted. I was projecting. Yeah. But basically it was so weird. There was this like man in the dream and we were obviously like linked romantically. And for some reason, me, (laughs) I don't know if it's like my, my Gemini Venus or like what it is, but I was like, no, like I just need to confirm, like, I don't know why, but I was like, there's someone else too. Like I need to see who it is. So Mm. I, it was so weird. I can't even like put into like humanly words what the place I was in looked like, but it was almost like, kind of it was like elementally so kind of like I don't even know if that's a word but you know kind of we're like (laughs) we're like fairies live and like leprechauns and gnomes and all them it was like this beautiful little like little hilly place all grass oh I wonder if we were in that life together because I had that life with my twin too (laughs) yeah that's one of the strongest memories actually Ooh. (laughs) so like basically he was telling me like we have to go somewhere I'm like no I just need to like confirm that like it's you and not this other person so yeah we're in this beautiful like hilly place and there's this little it's not a cave like I don't want people getting like all scared by like 
yeah a cave but it was just kind of like honestly where I would picture like leprechauns living or like it was like a nice beautiful grassy little cave with like a door on it and I go inside and there was like a beautiful pond that was I don't know what yeah the pond kind of looked like jello for some reason like it was moving the way jello moves but there was all these like little like light creatures like fairies flying around and there was this like old man sitting there and Mm -hmm. I just go up to him and I'm like just tell me straight up I was like do I have two twin flames and he said yes so what the hell Yeah, (laughs) yeah is that possible to have two Yeah. So, you know, so I want to say just to preface this, that I'm a channel (laughs) and, um, you know, I'm still on earth. (laughs) So, um, you know, check with your own intuition for all of this. I've been shown for myself personally. I do not, that it's, it's the one. Um, however, I do have instances with people that I know where they believe that they had one twin flame and then have another in this life. Um, and you know, it would go, it it would take too long to go into it, but basically, you know, the soul is like a river, right? And there's this long, big giant river that's source. And then all the little rivers coming out of it are the soul. And sometimes, um, those rivers come together. So sometimes there can be, you know, multiple souls or, or a soul that's split right? In multiple bodies to experience more, to accelerate the growth. And then sometimes the river comes back together. And um, specifically, they've shown me recently, actually, so it's so cool. It was probably in preparation for this question, that um, we're coming into such a higher consciousness and such a higher um, frequency as a collective that um, basically the rivers are coming back together. So we're going back to source, right? We're we're understanding that more. So there's, um, your soul is less little rivers, you know? So it could be possible that, you know, you do have this twin flame and that, that energy, that frequency exists in multiple bodies, right? Um, across multiple timelines, even. (laughs) Um, so it's yeah it's like let me see how So is it me then that's existing in multiple bodies right now or is it my twin I'm getting the message it's your twin yeah that's what they're downloading to me but again check in with your own intuition um I have received the download that it's people like us who just like are just in our um in the one body this lifetime like for a reason Um, because it's, it's, it basically means like, as you come back to wholeness, right. As you come back to that, that soul self, as you come back and I'm getting chills as I say this. Um, but as you come back to that soul self, you become more and more whole. And so even that's what the twin flame journey is about, right? Cause it's, it's the, the combination of the two souls and then the splitting, And so it's like, as you come back, you become more and more like filled in almost like a little puzzle. And I've been shown that my clients or the people that I connect with in this life are pretty much a fully filled out puzzle. Um, And that's why they're ready for like the ascension process, because you're kind of like back together, like ready to go to source. (laughs) But, um, but it's quite possible. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's an endless, vast multiverse of possibilities. So maybe, (laughs) Um, but it is quite possible that your twin is in multiple bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I was just, yeah, I was so hesitant in this astral plane. I was like, no, like I can't go with you. Yeah. I just need to confirm that it's yeah. not just only you. Yeah. But like, it's so that. funny. Cause like in this lifetime, I would never even consider being like, I don't know, like dating multiple people or like being yeah. in like, you know, relationships. Yeah. Like I just, I personally can't handle that. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with people who do it, but I'm just like, I can barely handle myself and like the, <laughs> the collective reality that we're all experiencing right now, just to think about like trying to like involve myself in so many people's lives at once. I'm just like, e. <laughs> but yeah, it was just yeah. so interesting. I was like so hesitant in the dream. And then I just got the clarity. I feel like that I knew, like I knew the answer to that all along, but I just kind of wanted someone else to be like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're like a wise old man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, what's so funny is I always have visions of that exact scene that you're describing. And I look like, um, I've never even seen Lord of the Rings. Please forgive me. LOTR fans. Um, but I, I used to get all the time growing up too. people would be like, you look just like Galadriel. I'm like, yeah, because I was super blonde also. Um, and I always look like this, like Galadriel, like elven tall figure in those dreams too, with my twin actually funnily enough. So that's so cool. I wonder if there's like a connection there between us. I'll have to dive into the records and see yeah, that I'll later. see you in the astral plane tonight yes. we'll like meet up there <laughs> no, now that it's activated <laughs> yeah we'll have drinks yeah <laughs> and you know our twin was, flames yeah we're just like chilling in the air um and that was the other thing I wanted to say too was that you know when you're letting go because you can't be with them physically mm-hmm. or whatever um or it's not healthy for you or whatever um you can really put your trust in your spirit guides to take care of it all. Because like I said, you either are, you aren't a twin flame. Like your twin is either having dreams about you too, or they're not, you know, and that kind of has less to do with how much they've tapped into it. And just whether or not you are, you aren't because twin flames, it's basically like, it's constantly like tapping on your shoulder, reminding you like, Hey, Hey, you know, which is why pushing away your twin is not a great idea. Um, you know, energetically pushing away your twin and energetically saying, no, I don't want that relationship. Cause like you got that relationship. So then it's just, how do I work with this? But leaning on your spirit guides can be so incredibly helpful. Like I have received that message so many times. <laughs> like they're like we're helping them don't you worry you know um and yeah and it just it's really comforting to know you know you're not doing this alone and also it's for a purpose right it's to help humanity so again when you tap into that you're tapping into all of the other good stuff that comes along with the journey and that was such good advice, like, especially the part, just don't push your twin away, especially energetically. I feel like, especially in like the dream realm. Yeah. Like you don't really want to be having dreams, especially about someone who like you were romantically involved with. They may be like an ex, like you have strong feelings right. for. It's like, you don't want that constant reminder that like, they're not presently in your life in this three-dimensional realm. Like, it's, right. I don't know, it's disheartening waking up and being like, wow, just had another dream about them. But like, can't text them, can't see them. Like we're not together. But but that's an even stronger connection than texting or seeing them. And that's what I'm always trying to get people to wake up to. And that's why I always bring in past lives because that helps you see the vastness of this journey, right? That this is like 
thousands and thousands of years. This is not just this one life. This is not just the 21st century. And also time is not linear. So it's all happening at once, you know? And so that's why it's like just a deep trust and a deep surrender into understanding that, you know, it's just, it's all playing out the way it's meant to when you're aligning with what you're meant to, if you're really like going off course and you're, you know, going on like weekly binging and drinking and all this stuff, like that's not probably what your soul wanted for you. <laughs> um, unless you've really got to learn that lesson. So it's like, again, it's like just align with, you know, what feels good for me and what's going to be healthy for me. And there are going to be periods where you're like, I don't even want to think about my twin. I can't even send them unconditional love today because I'm so mad or whatever. But, um, I think more so what it is, is a lot of twins that I work with, it's that they're frustrated because they're like, I love you so much. Like get your shit together. <laughs> you know? Um, because again, like we're just really old soul empaths, the ones that I work with. We just so they're what's best for everyone. Like yes, not even just our twins. Exactly. Like we want to see That's everyone what it succeed. Is. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like even harder when it's this person that you like genuinely so care about mm-hmm. and like want to see succeed because they're literally you. <laughs> so it's like, I know when I'm watching my twin, I'm like, go, 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 you know, like you can do it. Um, Cause it's literally, it's like watching myself. Like it's this really strange experience of, or, you know, I wanted to say this last episode too, but like if your friends put down your twin, if your family puts them down, you know, they're saying, oh, they're selfish. Oh, they're this, oh, they're that. Like, I know that they mean well by that, but what it literally creates is just more blocks of you self-reflecting on, well, where am I selfish? Well, where am I scared to let love in? Well, where am I you know, holding back from my true potential, right? Wow. I'm so happy we did part two. Yes, there was so too. much more information that was channeled. I think a lot of people listening to this will just like gain new insights and just kind of like I was feeling after our first conversation, just again, continue to expand that heart chakra yes. and yeah, let in just all that loving and expansive energy. Cause like, that's yeah. what we're here to do. We're here to expand. We're here to evolve. We're here to embark on our own personal growth journeys. So yeah, like the twins are part of it, but there's so many aspects of it. And as long as like, especially like in the astral realm, the dream realm, we still do have that union with them there. I hope everyone biologically in this three-dimensional realm is reassured about that. Cause like we did mention that multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I think like not to forget that we're on our own personal journeys and there's going to be so many people that come in and out that are going to help us with our personal growth. So just be receptive to that, be loving to that energy. And yeah, all we want, I feel like, yeah, all we personally want is just to watch everyone succeed and evolve. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to that end too, again, your twin is here for your own personal growth. <laughs> you know, like that is what it is. It, it's another catalyst for you to have that personal growth experience. So that's why leaning into that is such a great, feels so good and can really help you cut those old cords and then keep that really healthy cord between you. Um, And also I just wanted to say too, that I think the hardest part of this journey is just allowing yourself to truly be seen and to truly be love, like be the essence of love and be loved, Mm -hmm. right? And the people who are given the twin flame journey are the people who 
are here to learn that lesson and then teach that lesson, mm-hmm. right? So to teach the lesson and learn the lesson of unconditional love, which is literally the easiest thing in the world, but also the hardest because we have so much conditioning that quote unquote tries to keep us safe when it's really not. It's holding us back from our true potential and our true connection with one another, like that true mm-hmm. heart connection. So when you tap into that, when you have that twin flame, you know, you're really here to be love. Like if you have, are one of the, you know, chosen ones or volunteers or however it works, um, you're really here to teach and be love and you can trust that. And you can, especially for the divine feminines who tend to be a little bit more ahead of the divine masculines, you can, you can just really, really, really like cozy up to that and snuggle up to that and just lean in and be love. Mm-hmm. For everyone, not just your twin, but for everyone. Yeah, and that's how we end it. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. Thank you for coming to my sermon on the mountain. No, I'm okay. just <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Catherine, that was amazing. I'm so happy we recorded a part two. Maybe once we channel new information and gain new insights, we'll do a part three. Maybe yeah. Shannon will join and talk about her twin yes. union. But yes. yeah, I'm so glad that we recorded a second part. And I'm so happy just to share like the new information and the new insights that we both learned and that we both channeled prior to this and that we shared on this episode. So again, like last time, I'll be linking your links in the show notes below. And again, you're always welcome to the Intuition Age. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. Oh my God, such an honor to be on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you feel enlightened and inspired by the Intuition Age, I would be eternally grateful if you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. This platform truly allows me to act as a catalyst for expanding and elevating human consciousness, both individually and collectively. All shares, downloads, and subscribes help me distribute these divine topics to even more conscious souls. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you at the next episode.